Join me right now is undefeated featherweight prospect Kevin Seiler. What's going on, Kevin? How's it going, man? Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's really, uh, it's really nice. Thank you. No doubt, no doubt, man. Uh, you have a unique background. You know, you are born and raised in Bolivia. What was it like uh, growing up as a kid in that country? Yeah, um, I had a I had a fun childhood. It was it was really good. It's a really um, it's a really nice environment. It's very family oriented. Uh, just um, nice weather, nice people, good food, and thank God I I always had everything I needed. My mom took care of us really well, and I grew up very happy. And then. Uh, once, uh, once I discovered martial arts and I turned 18, it was time to, uh, it was time to take a, take a, a different journey, you know. When was it, you know, when you discovered martial arts? What was the first martial art that you started to, you know, practice? Um, well, I actually, I've been around the martial arts uh, since I can remember, because my brothers watched it a lot and they trained it, and they they would do boxing and kickboxing and we would watch the uh, the the boxing classics like the La Jolla era and the Bernard Hopkins and and all those other guys, and we watched some K1 as well. We were big fans of K1 and we loved it. We had some DVDs, some not literally DVDs, cassettes more than anything. And uh, around when I was 12 or something, um, I just had way too much free time uh, during the vacations from school, so. Uh, um, I decided to that I wanted. Well, I didn't decide. Like I got, I, like I got kind of advised by my mom and my my brothers to uh, to sign in uh, in a boxing gym that uh, one of my brothers was going to, and I started going uh, three days a week, and then I liked it a lot because I was I was pretty natural from the start because I was always exposed to it and I already knew some of the basics, so uh, I liked it a lot and took it from there five days a week and then just got really good at it had some amateur fights just for fun just to just to keep the competition and then I transitioned to kickboxing did that for another two years maybe so from 12 to uh to 17 or 16 I uh, went on and off from uh, boxing and kickboxing and then eventually MMA started getting big and and I went to MMA uh, once, once there was uh, a place to train down there. How big is the scene for mixed martial arts in Bolivia? Because you don't really hear about, you know, a lot of Bolivian fighters out there at the moment. If you go down there, there's, there's, there's a few places that you can train. It's not huge, you know. Soccer is the main, the main sport down there. But I mean, people know about the UFC and uh, and it's. It's, you 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 hear a lot of talk about it, and when you do fights uh, and and stuff, people show up and they support. They like boxing a lot. They're very into boxing. There's a big boxing scene there. It's just not not enough, uh, I guess, talent, resources, and whatnot for guys to make it big. You know, there's not enough money, and uh, like I said, people are really family oriented and very. They're very close to their society, so a lot of the guys are not willing to, you know, leave and 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 have to go through all the all the all the sacrifices. I think that goes with going somewhere else. So um, 
as long as there's not not enough level over there, I think it's gonna be a little stagnant. I I hope with this fight, I'm able to push it a little bit further and maybe motivate guys. You know, maybe motivate uh, guys to 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 make it further and you know motivate the UFC to to maybe pay closer attention to some of the guys that are coming up. Definitely, man, you are uh, making yourself into a pioneer in many ways. You know to kind of have guys, inspire guys in that in your country to come out. And Brazil is like right next door. So, you know, are people going yeah. to Brazil and training? Exactly. That's a good thing that now there's so many fights in Brazil and gyms. Like there used to be, uh, there used to be fewer and it would, it would be packed with Brazilian people. But now there's events in Brazil and also Argentina and Paraguay. So the guys that are not getting enough fights in Bolivia, they're, they're getting contacts and traveling, uh, you know, by uh, just by car, you know, instead of like paying the the expensive tickets, and they they're able to stay more active and and stay uh, competing, you know. Yeah, that's phenomenal that the the sport is growing in every location around the world. Now, when you were eighteen, I think you were eighteen. You said you moved to uh, American Top Team. And why did you decide to train at American Top Team? You know, there's a lot of gyms around the world. Why American Top Team? Um, because when I when I was about to finish school, um, finish high school actually, my older brother uh, Bentley, um, he he traveled here to American Top Team um, because uh, back then it was like you would you would search for an MMA gym and they were the most the most notable I think they were about a time where like they were the most uh, yeah pretty much the most them and Greg Jackson I think were the two best gyms um they're 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 the best gyms now anyway but back then uh Florida was more of a uh, it was more similar to the culture we had and you know the weather and we had we have a a a, a bro, a, another brother Chris that he lived here he uh he's a musician he's an artist and he lived here in Florida so we had a brother uh in Florida staying here um so there was those two things and there was there wasn't too much uh thought process involved we just said you know great place great gym uh we have company there um so there we go, you know. Uh, my my brother came first, and I finished school, and I followed him after that. So uh, he moved here in 2011, and I moved here in 2012. Was it a little overwhelming in the beginning as a teenager, you know, stepping into one of the best gyms in the world? Were you a little starstruck? Definitely, man. Like, it's it's funny not like it's one of the 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 things that I struggle the most, but I really don't get a question about that at all but yeah it was uh it was really it was tough man because i was i was skinny you know i was i, I didn't have a, a good wrestling background or grappling um i always had good striking um i could compete there but then when when it came to wrestling and grappling i just got mauled all the time and i came straight to the pro team you know because uh my brother was already here and he pushed uh, for me to, you know, to get through it quick. He said, like, just get better quick. Like when you're with with your pros, you're gonna get smashed, but you're gonna you're gonna progress quick. And it was rough at first. I was skinny. I was young. Um, I hadn't developed well. I wasn't like a. I was kind of a late developer. So when I was 17, I was 
I was really scrawny anyway. And I had to push through a lot and a lot of, uh, you know, home, like I got homesick a lot and I, I would get beat up a lot, but I persevered, man. Like I would just grapple like every day I would, I would wrestle and grapple and I did very little striking for like maybe a year or something. And I was just so beat up all the time until like I started developing technique and confidence. And I, uh, I, uh, I was very, uh, very focused and studying the game and all the details and I just buckled up and and made it through and now it's I think it's kind of even my striking and my my grappling game you know you know people move to new locations and they have a job and your job is to be a fighter other people they have a job their job is like sitting at a desk and they get homesick you go to work and you get beat up and you're homesick it must have been you know very mentally draining but also helped you to mentally toughen up right and kind of get to the level you're at right now yeah i was you gotta remember i was really like i was really young and immature i came from a from a home where i had everything and everything was easy and i thought um i thought i was i was so i thought i was a shit you know like i thought it was i was really really good and you know i came here and uh faced a, a harsh reality really quick um, and I had to find out the hard way, you know, that things are hard in life and that it's just going to take sacrifice. And at no point, you know, I, I was pretty immature, but at no point I said, you know, I'm going to go back and I got sick of it. Like I had, I was very, 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 uh, um, what's the word? I was very, uh, determined and doing what I, what I said I was going to do. There was no turning back for me at all, but yeah, I have, I faced some, some tough some tough moments mainly because I was young and you know just just you don't know about too much about life so fast forward now you know I'm 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 right here right right where I said I wanted to be um nothing's the 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 my toughness is better but the mindset's the same be the best and it's just really it's just really uh it's very um fulfilling to know that i've you know that it all it's all paying uh paying up now yeah definitely uh july 16th you're heading to vegas to face lance lawrence another undefeated guy on the contender series um what are your thoughts on him as a fighter and the type of skill set he possesses i think he's a good fighter i think um all around his his main his main uh strength is i think the grappling the ground game he uh, he finds a way to sneak in some submissions and he's very tough. You know he keeps going, keeps going. I've never I've never seen him have like easy short fights where he just went through the guy. He always like kind of just starts slowly. But man, he's undefeated for a reason, and I think he just finds a way to win every time. And I have to pay attention to that. To be honest, I think uh, I have more experience with better uh, better fighters. Uh, as far as competition, but, but as uh, but uh, uh, training as well, um, I think I'm more explosive. I think I'm more uh, more dangerous standing up, and uh, I respect him, man. I feel like I've seen his fights, and I feel like he's gonna he's not gonna be the same fighter. I think he's gonna be a, a guy on a mission, and I have to respect that. I have to be careful and and know that. He's coming with his A game, and he's uh, better than I've, I've never seen him, you know? 
because if I go there and just be too relaxed, uh, I consider myself the uh, the favorite in this fight, and I think most people would. But I think I have to I have to take him seriously and just uh, expect the best out of him. And if it if it comes quick, and I finish him quick, that's good for me, you know. But if he, I I, I rather that than he that him like surprising me. Your last fight was almost eight months ago. Have you been training the whole time in American Top Team? Yeah, pretty much all the time. Um, the reason why I haven't taken any fights is because uh, we were waiting for this chance. We knew after my last fight, we knew the Contender Series was coming soon, and there weren't any uh, good offers in between. So I just stayed training, and this offer came up, and it was great. But yeah, really, uh, from the last fight, no injuries, just constantly training, just a few weeks off here and there just to keep the body fresh, but that's it. American Top Team is a giant team. There's so many fighters, so many coaches. Who are the coaches that you work with mainly and, and the sparring partners that you have in preparation for this fight? Yeah, man, that's a, that's the strength of the gym and uh, the level of training partners and coaches. I learn just as much from the coaches as from the fighters themselves that I spar with. Like I was, um, I'm not going to give up too much, but I was, uh, uh, Kyoji Horiguchi was running a class the other day. And like, um, I just went there just, just to check it out. Man, I learned so much and like, I, I kind of applied it the next day, you know, the stuff he, he taught. Um, I worked with, um, with Conan Silvera, who's the main coach. I worked with, uh, Dean Thomas here and there, uh, Mike Brown. Those are the main three guys at Creek. And then there's the American top team, uh, Palm Beach Gardens, up uh, up north in uh, Palm Beach Gardens, uh, that's run by Ben Stark, former pro fighter too and former ATT pro fighter. Um, and he's a really good coach. He's been overseeing my, my, my camp and my strategy as the main coach. And then... The other stuff, I fill in the gaps with the experience of coaches at Creek and the pro fighters, too, that give me tips after sparring and after grappling. Um, other guys that I spar with, uh, um, I, I sparred a lot with uh, Moicano for his uh, uh, fight with a zombie. It unfortunately didn't go very well for him. I think he was, was going to do a lot better. He couldn't show a, a, a lot in that fight. Um, I spar... Um, I sparred Enrique Barzola a lot. He fights in the UFC. Um, and some other up-and-coming pros that are really not that well-known yet, but they're really good. You know. Now, you go to Vegas. You know, you get your chance to perform in front of Dana White and Sean Shelby. What type of performance do you think you need to have to get that contract? Because it seems like they're very uh, unpredictable in who they give contracts to. Yeah, um, as far as my performance, I don't have to. I don't have to change too much what I do because um, I'm. I go for the finish anyway. I'm very, uh, very finish driven. You know, I'm. I'm a. I'm a fighter. I'm not. I'm not that much of a uh, competitor or a sportsman or a martial artist. Like I really like like to get into it, and I throw anything but the kitchen sink and that's the way I've always fought and that's that's good for me because I don't have to change anything just to please them I think by doing what I always do staying calm and being myself and just applying all the like the diverse arsenal that I have it's I think it's going to get the job done and uh not get too stressed out man by the the whole situation the whole the whole pressure of the show I think I've 
gotten here by being myself. And it's at the end of the day, it's still my opponent. It's still a, a cage. It's still four ounce gloves. And, you know, I mean, it's hard. It's easier said than done, but I'm going to try to keep it that way. Um, they're unpredictable. I know. Um, the, the good thing about fighting in the week four is that, you know, I've, I've kind of gotten to see the last few shows and you kind of get pointers and tips and what to do and what not to do and what they're looking for. Um, so, you know, um, I'm pretty confident that uh, I could, like, I can perform the way they want to. And, but uh, I'm not focusing too much on that. I'm focusing on, on, uh, finishing my opponent more than, you know, what kind of thing I'm going to do to what to show. Cause then I'm not going to flow like I wanted to, you know? All right, man. Dana White's contender series, July 16th, Las Vegas, Nevada.Ank you, Kevin, for your time and uh, Thank you, good man. luck on your future, man. Hopefully, we'll be doing many of these when you get into the UFC. For sure, man. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Have a good one, man.